What's up everybody? Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office. Beautiful Sunday here, sun's out, uh, pretty nice. Uh, if you've been following along, this is the third part in the uh, trips um, podcast. Uh, thank you everybody for listening, for following along. Um, I know you're probably tired of hearing me say thank you, but I just you know, super grateful this, you know, all the listenership and all the people that talk to me and everyone that likes it and everyone that listens, I'm just blown away sometimes by the response. So, you know, just gotta be, just, just gotta let everyone know that I, that I thank you very much. So, um, anyway, we are going to jump right back in feet first. So, we got home from Montana on Sunday night. So Monday morning, right back to work, because that's what we do. Uh, we unloaded. So Steve brought his truck in with the stuff. And luckily, my forklift is pretty, excuse me, pretty substantial. Um, you know, it's a 10,000 pound uh, 10,000 pound heister with six foot long forks. So, uh, it was easy to unload, uh, no drama there whatsoever. Stash the stuff out of the way. Um, and then we, Steve's trucked out of the way and then brought mine in, unloaded again, uh, uneventful. Um, I needed space here in the yard. And so, uh, what I ended up doing was dropping the fifth wheel, taking the hitch out of the black truck, putting it into the cowboy truck, the old 92 Dodge, and putting the fifth wheel trailer on that. And then I took that truck and trailer up to my folks place. Um, they live a couple miles away from the shop. So I just stashed the Dodge and trailer at um, their place. So we could have some room here at the shop to help work up some of this stuff. And then, uh, so come back, um, Steve dropped my 20 footer and then, uh, I did another oil change on the black truck cause we were right about just over 3000 miles on this run. And I know it was a touch early, but I was headed to Indiana immediately. So I didn't want to do, you know, 8,000 miles on an oil change. I'd rather change it a little bit early and be safe. So another $170 oil change, um, on the black truck, again, re-greased everything, checked everything out, you know, good, like always. Um, so we hooked up the 20 footer bumper pull loaded the M2-4 Military International, which uh, if you, again, social media, I dragged that home a month or two ago for Marty and the uh, IH Harvester, uh, Harvester Homecoming Museum in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, the other thing is I'd also sold a Travelette cab to a guy in Indiana. So we put the... 
uh, M2 on backwards so it could go on just as far as possible and then put the travelette cab on the very back of the trailer again just barely fit but it was all on there so again tied everything down triple strap everything because going across the country it's amazing how much stuff moves uh you wouldn't think so but man stuff stuff slides around stuff rattles stuff moves it's just it's crazy so uh well steve and i were doing the loading and getting the trucks ready to go uh josie was building a platform to put in the back seat uh, so that I could have a flat spot to sleep because I've slept in the travel as before. Um, you know, the seats aren't the widest, so you're kind of limited. Um, so what I had her do was make a plywood platform that's the whole width of the, the back seat area. So, um, made that threw some cardboard down to protect the seat from the from the board the plywood threw down some foam camping pads and then sleeping bag and a blanket uh, and so that uh, that was going to be where I slept for most of the trip um, just to help save money because the cost of fuel was outrageous and you know every time I stopped it was at least at least a hundred dollars so um, I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be an expensive trip. So I had to save money wherever I could. So, um, so this is Monday. We done the oil change, um, any, you know, little maintenance stuff on the black truck. That's all done. Loaded up more tools because just in case I have problems on the road. Um, you know, I have a five gallon diesel can just in case I make a mistake and miss a fuel station. Um, had a cooler with, you know, ice and drinks and a little lunch pail with snacks and whatnot. Most of it was left over from the Montana trip. So just trying to use, use that stuff up. But, uh, yeah, I did not scale, so I don't know what I weighed, but I do know that it was heavy. I was, I was heavier than, uh, normal. Um, but my 20 footer is a 14,000 pound rated trailer. So it had 12 ply tire, 16 inch wheels. Uh, I mean, it's, it's up to the task of, of quite a bit. So I wasn't too concerned about overloading the trailer. I just, it's a lot of weight going down the road. And then this military truck loaded on the trailer backwards. So the tailgate was acting like another wind block. So uh, you know, I was, I knew it was going to be a tough pull. So headed out again on Tuesday morning. I left here at like 10 o'clock Tuesday morning and going the same way that we went on the Montana trip. So through, through Redmond into Burns to Ontario and then through Caldwell. And then instead of peeling off to Idaho Falls, uh, I continued south down to um, Ogden, Utah, where that's where I stopped for the night, um, slept in the back seat, um, worked out great. Uh, if the truck was about six inches wider, uh, it would have been perfect because I'm like 5'11 and 5'8. So um, 
I just, just a little narrow. So I, I couldn't quite stretch out all the way straight, but, um, through creative, creative stretching, uh, it, it wasn't too bad. I actually slept pretty well in the back of the truck. Um, the worst part about truck stops is just hearing the other trucks idle or, you know, if you're at like a loves or something, there's a loudspeaker that's like, you know, um, guest 47 your shower is ready please proceed to door three to take your shower or whatever and so you know that would come on at like three in the morning you'd hear that and you're like oh god you know so um but otherwise otherwise i slept great um was doing really well not buying food on the road because that's so expensive as well and again i'm like i said i'm trying to save some money so i'm living on the trail mix and stuff that josie had packed for me and uh drinks that were in the cooler you know when you buy them cheaper cheaper at the grocery store than you do at the truck stop so living on that uh trucks doing great just powering across the country you know average about 70 miles an hour um you know, pulling the Rockies through Wyoming. That's the worst part of the whole trip normally is the pull from Ogden to Cheyenne. That it's it's up and it's climbing and climbing and you go across the Continental Divide at like 7,000 feet uh, and then you climb some more and you go, you know, Lincoln, Head, Lincoln Pass above uh, Laramie. Like it's a big climb and, and, uh, the truck was getting warm a couple times, uh, cause I was pushing it pretty hard headwind, you know, 70 degrees. Um, so pulling the pass up Lincoln, I got, I got right on the edge of warm. I mean, the gauge came up a little bit, but I, it wasn't, I didn't get scared, but I, I did pull over at the top and just let it idle for a minute, let the fans do their job, and it came right back down. Um, that's the great thing about having those electric fans and the setup that I have is that they work immediately. Like, since there's no there's no heat under the hood, the, the only heat under the hood is what the engine is actually radiating, which isn't very much. Um, so when it's pumping in fresh, cool water from the radiators in the back, like it just, it, it works really well. There's not, there's no such thing as heat soak, uh, with my setup. Cause it just, there's nothing to get hot. It's it, the water getting trucked away so fast. It, it, uh, it doesn't have a chance to get things hot. So like even the hood is cool to the touch all the time. Um, so so that goes a long ways towards uh, keeping the motor happy. But that, and I pulled over because I want to do some a little bit of video and you know an Instagram post and stuff like that because you got to do it for the gram. So um, that was really the worst part of the trip. Uh, I continued to cross Nebraska, uh, dropped into I slept in I think I stayed in Nebraska, and then made it into Monrovia, Indiana. That's where I was dropping the Travelette cab. Uh, I stayed there that night. I actually hoteled it that night because I had been three days on the road with no shower um, or anything like that. So I needed a shower. Uh, so 
dropped the Travelette cab of that night, the night I got into Monrovia. It was warm. It was almost 90 degrees, um, kind of a nice evening. But you could see the clouds were rolling in. And by 11 o'clock, it was raining so hard that I was on the second floor of a three-story hotel and I could hear the rain hitting the roof. Like it was raining ridiculously hard. So, um, which is probably the most rain that Travelette cab had ever seen. Um, so get into Monrovia, drop that Travelette cab off, talk to those guys for a little bit. Um, and then readjusted the, um, M2 on the trailer, moved it back a little bit, put it more over the axles so there wasn't quite so much tongue weight. And then uh, got fuel again and started my way north to Fort Wayne. Um, got to Fort Wayne about noon, uh, and that's when, again, my mind was blown. Um, Ryan Duval, the guy that's running the Harvester Museum, had me pull my pickup with this trailer all the way inside into the museum to unload on the wood, uh, the wood R&D floor. And like you talk about like goosebumps, chills, feel the dream type stuff, like to be able to put a truck that me and Steve and Ethan built inside of the building that they built one-off crazy prototypes and things like that. Like it's, it just, like I said, it's very, it was very fitting and, um, and just, just nothing but it's awe. Like I was speechless. So I got this big tour from Ryan Got to look at all these beautiful trucks. Got to hear a lot of more behind-the-scenes history. Um, hear the plans for the museum. All that stuff. Um, just, just amazing. Seeing some stuff that people haven't seen in 70, 80 years. Just the, the tour was amazing. Um, you know, the, the floor. I've had a lot of people ask me about the floor and why it was wood. Um Back in the day when you had to make everything by hand and from scratch, if there was ever an issue, like if you dropped something that you were working on, you didn't want it to break. You didn't want it to get damaged. You know, like it, it just saves so much time having a wood floor because it doesn't, stuff hits it and it, it's fine. Um, and, it, and it's on end. If you look at the pictures real close, it looks like bricks, but they're two by fours on end. And uh, that's to help absorb impact. It's to be wearable, wears better. And it's for sound. It, the sound in there was really different because it, it didn't have the concrete floor to echo off of. So um, that was super neat to be in there, to have that opportunity again, once in a lifetime Never would have imagined that I'd get to do that. Um, just, 
I, I can't even, yeah, I can't even wrap my head around it. So um, after all that was done, uh, Ryan and I went and had lunch, talked about some more stuff. And then I left there and headed to Sycamore, Illinois, which means I had to drive right through Chicago. Uh, one thing I haven't mentioned on any of this so far is how terrible the roads are. Uh, Indiana, awful. Just pure evil. And then you get into Illinois, especially around Chicago, and it's like, are you sure this is even a road? It's like just layers of asphalt and cement, like formed in like a wave where you just end up jumping from one sharp edge to the next and and everyone's doing you know 85 and you're trying to merge with a trailer and all oh, like it just thank god i was empty now i did not have anything on the trailer so um i was at least able to have some maneuverability and some speed um but yeah just oh man it was rough rough times truck held up like it always does so again just more proof of concept so made it to sycamore um and the reason i was in sycamore was i was taking a uh, metal shaping class um automotive panel making um and uh and just metalwork class at Tin Man's Garage, one of the premier um, high-end car builders in the country, um, award-winning metalwork, you know, do it all from scratch, hammer, dolly, power machine, your power hammer, planishing hammer, all that stuff these guys are masters at. And if, you know, you know, with internationals, there's not a lot of patch panels available. And so we have to make a lot of stuff ourselves here. So I, uh, I want to learn how to get better at that and how to do it right and how to do it correctly and what tools to have. And, and it's always nice to see somebody else's shop, see how they have things laid out, see what they do. And uh, it was really just, you know, mind expanding. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't take it all in. Like my, I just, so much to learn and so much to experience that I'm definitely going to take an, another class there. Um, probably next year cause they're expensive and, and, um, you know, I just, I just want to keep learning. It's amazing. These guys, you know, the old timers that were doing this on airplanes and stuff for world war two, they're all dead. All of their knowledge getting passed on is getting less and less. So I just, it's just one of these skills that I want to, learn and be proficient at as long as I can. And maybe, you know, someday I can teach somebody the finer points of it, but it's a, it's a, it's something that needs to continue being taught and, and learned. And, and so Brian and those guys at Tin Man, they're just amazing. Uh, so my two day class there ended up making some panels and learning how stuff worked. It was, it was well worth the experience. Um, super great guys had a good class really enjoyed it um so sunday afternoon when or sunday evening when the class was over i headed to kansas and i didn't make it all the way to kansas but i got close um so then monday morning finished the drive into kansas to pick up a travelette that a friend of mine said they had on their farm 
and I get to the farm in Kansas and to travel it was way worse than initially uh, expected. I mean, I knew it was going to be worse than what most people think, but this it was beyond what I could have ever imagined. Like it just, I've never seen him rust the roof rust from the inside. Um, like the headliner and stuff was just, it's all rotten. It's just crazy how rotten it was. And then the whole engine bay was full of sticks and stuff through raccoons and rats and everything had been living in the engine for years. Everything was eaten. They ate the battery like that. I can only imagine what the rat, what happened to that rat when he chewed through the edge of the battery and got the mouth full of acid, um, you know, like just, it is incredible. But I driven all the way there. I'd gone eight hours out of my way because to go down into Kansas, out of the way for sure. So uh, I ended up taking it, even though it was kind of a total loss. I took it and uh, started my way home. Uh, came back up through, um, let's see here, how did I go? Yeah, Nebraska, or yeah, Kansas to Nebraska to, no, how did I go? Kansas to Colorado. That's right. Kansas into Colorado. I slept in, uh, I was still in Nebraska. I don't remember what, where I was, some truck stop in Nebraska. Slept there. Um, got up early, powered through Colorado, a bunch of road construction. Um, I had to put some money in the bank so the guys could cash their paychecks because payday happened while I was on the road. So um, had to make sure that I had money to get home on and guys got their paychecks. So um, did that. Uh, got to eat the Waffle House finally. I had been saving up my eating out money. So went to Waffle House. That's always a, an experience for me. I love Waffle Houses because we don't have them here in Oregon. The closest Waffle House is that one in in Colorado. Um, so made it into, where did I get to? Oh yeah, through Colorado, into Wyoming, pressed through Wyoming, got into um, Ogden late uh, how far did I go? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, through Ogden, I made it into Idaho before I pulled over. Like, uh, oh, Bliss. I stopped for the night in Bliss, Idaho, late. It was like midnight, something when I got there. Um, stayed at the Loves. Again, truck's doing great. Travelette is on there. It's just littering the highway with sticks and Every time I hit a bump, stuff of dirt and mud would fly out the bottom of it. And, you know, a lot of thumbs up from people. It's interesting seeing two crew cab internationals going down the road. You know, it was quite the spectacle for a lot of people. So a lot of thumbs up, a lot of conversation at the gas stations. Um, one thing that happened to the truck was my hood release broke. Um, so I couldn't open the hood. Uh, so I couldn't check the oil. I couldn't do any of that. But luckily, I know what the truck does. And on the entire trip, uh, I think I used one quart of oil. So I knew I was okay. Um, but still, not being able to open the hood is a little bit uh, unnerving. 
So, um, but made it through, stayed there in bliss, and then powered through home, made it to the shop on Wednesday afternoon at like three o'clock. So, um, I mean, I was wrung out, like my ears were ringing and I was tired. I just, it just wears you out, you know, but made it in, was able to take care of some work stuff, see where everything was. I went home Wednesday night. I went to bed at like eight, <laughs> which is super, super early for me. Um, and then yeah, Thursday it was back to the grind. So, uh, overall it was a good trip, spent way too much on fuel, learned a lot, met a lot of neat people, really got to do some experiences that I, I hadn't, um, ever imagined I'd ever get to do. So yeah, uh, just grateful that this business has allowed me to do these sorts of things. Uh, it's taken nine years to get here. Uh, I'm excited to see where we're going to be in another nine years, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be something. Um, but anyway, I'm just super glad the black truck again, just a workhorse animal, you know, apocalypse 5,000, uh, just, it just goes, it just goes and it runs and it runs good and it's powerful and it works. And we couldn't have built a better truck, uh, for what we do just using the wheels off of it. And it's, it's great. Um, again, 14 or the 20 footer trailer work great. Nothing, no problems there. Everything's good. Um, so yeah, so we are back to the grind now. Um, so, uh, next week's podcast is probably going to be, uh, more technical and less storytelling, but anyway, thank you everybody for listening. I uh, appreciate it. If you have any questions or want to know any more, you know, you know how to get a hold of me. So, um, until next time, uh, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard. <laughs>